okay. I'm going to introduce you in your fashion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quad Cities, I present to you Mobcast number 21, Mike Steele. Yay. Oh, God, was that... <laughs> Uh, my voice is gone now. You have to, oh, you have yeah. to take over from here. Oh, no, so you're not yelling right. Yeah, apparently, I, if it hurts, yeah, that's yeah. supposed to hurt. <laughs> you're gonna have to take it from here on out. See you guys. Oh, that's gonna be a long four hours. <laughs> oh, you we'll can make, still laugh. We'll make it the longest one yet. Eight uh, hour fucking podcast. But yes, Mike Steele, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, are we on camera too? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But how you doing, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming out. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Making the journey over here? Fuck yeah, you. it took me a while. <laughs> Mike is a comedian from the QC, as some may know. And uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, stand up 10 years, but probably a year or so where I only did it a couple times, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still pretty funny, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I've seen you, like, a, at least a few times, and I always thought it was fucking hilarious to laugh my ass off. Thank you. And then you're also, uh... Well, I saw you, you're, you're the loudest man on Earth, so I've heard. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> loudest man around that... <laughs> Is willing to get on stage in front of a band and yell their name. Yeah, you you might know Mike from him screaming at you on stage, announcing the bands. Yeah, I yell at people. They let me into shows free so I can yell at people. It's pretty sweet. He's got the best gig around. Who could beat that shit? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. If you can beat it, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, taking offers for. yelling at people for money if you can figure out some idea on how i could do that let me know yeah yeah uh so what first got you into comedy uh i know people telling me i should be a comedian because i was just be funny in conversation when i was in college mostly is when that started happening a lot like oh dude you're like the funniest person i know you should do comedy and i didn't when i was in college when i was probably at my funniest but after a few years i went out and tried it and uh i don't know i did pretty decent the first time that i ever tried so i was kind of hooked from there oh yeah and but were you like very into comedy before you started? Or? Yeah, I used to listen to comedy CDs all the time when I was like, and rather than listen to music, I would listen to like comedy CDs and watch Comedy Central back when they played comedy, stand up comedy yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, like, they had like the Comedy Central Presents and shit like yeah. that. No, Mitch Hedberg is one of like the people, one of the people I point to and I'm like, who like got you interested in comedy is probably listening to those Mitch Hedberg records or uh, CDs, compact discs. I don't, I don't know if they came out on record, but if they did, I'd like, like to find a copy of those. They're classics. Oh yeah. That's a good shit. Mitch Hedberg, anyone else? Uh, uh well, 
I would listen to like my dad's uh, George Carlin records and Bill Cosby records. Sadly, I was influenced by Bill Cosby. Luckily, I think like everyone was like most comedians. Like yeah. people were like fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't say OBKB anymore. It's yeah. not right. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like, it's so weird. I mean, especially like the position he was in, just like being like, oh, this America's father figure type of shit, like later on. But man. Yeah. No, it's sick. <laughs> Definitely. Like, it's insanity. But uh, yeah. Um, who do you like now? New comedians or anything? Or, like, do you listen to certain ones now? Uh, I see that's part of the problem I don't have cable now so I don't really see a lot of people except like maybe I'll catch a late night somebody on a late night talk show every once in a while um some of the people that have like sometimes we'll have comedians come through the raccoon motel where I'm an announcer um Neil Hamburger and major entertainer were just there um couple days ago i got a patch for my jacket a neil hamburger patch nice looks like a bucket of kfc <laughs> chicken says neil hamburger that was really funny neil hamburger's really funny if you ever get a chance to go see him hell yeah it's the funniest thing i've seen in a long time this has a like he's perfected his delivery and where he's just like oh okay well <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's perfect joke. You just wrote another perfect joke. And, but a lot of it, he was, a, it's like a rock club tour that he's on now. So he'll do a lot of like music themed jokes and stuff that were just, he just knew he could like judge like, okay, who can I talk about where everybody in here is going to hate them? And mm -hmm. it was classic. Hell yeah. Uh, how long was the set for? <sighs> I don't know. It's a little long. It was pretty long. It was at least a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Nice. But there's definitely a lot of laugh breaks. So he was cracking us up. <laughs> yeah, like pause for like three minutes while everyone settles down again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, like what, what influences like your writing? And like how do you... Do you write down a lot? Like, you write a lot, or do you just kind of come See, up with it? See, that's my problem. I don't. I, I'll come up with something, and I'll just, like, write it out and then forget about it and then never look at it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from what I've heard, I've heard, like, some comedians some comedians say, like, they don't write, but a lot of comedians like to write, so I don't know if we can go either way. Yeah, I know. See, when I, I can't write the way that I speak, like I can write good jokes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good joke. Should work. And then my, I just can't say it the way that it needs to be said or something. So usually it's makeup stuff as I go along. I'll have a couple of jokes that I like, and then just try to find something in the room or like something that everybody can I identify with to make fun of. Oh yeah, man. So. Uh... How often do you, I know you said you've done it like some this year. I mean, do you normally go to the open mics around here or? Uh, I do some. I don't as much as I should. Uh, there's plenty of open mics now. I don't even know where they're all at though. Um, there's brew on Friday, which I almost never get to because there's always 
either every other Friday I have my kids and the other Fridays there's usually a show that I want to go announce. Mm -hmm. So I don't make it to that. When it was on Sunday, I used to go all the time thinking about starting an open mic on a Sunday night somewhere, but we'll see what happens with that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, now, is the Rust Belt, are they bringing in lots of comedy, or is that, did they just start? Uh, there's apparently going to be some. They, Fred Armisen's coming. That was oh, just yeah. announced, like, two days ago, maybe. Um, his uh, comedy for musicians and people that like music or something of that nature. Yeah, but yeah. Fred Armisen's funny, so it's probably going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I never... There was a, they actually had a poet, Derek C. Brown, was there with uh, the musical act Bees that's from Quad Cities. And everybody just, all the people that were there and the artists were all on the stage. There's like more than enough room. It's a gigantic stage at the Rust Belt. Nice. It's probably, it, it's as deep as it is wide and it's, as wide as one of those giant factory buildings that it's in. Yeah, geez. Um, I heard they were kind of going for like a mid-sized venue, like, you know, in between like a smaller venue and like, you know, the Mark or something or whatever. Yes, it is that. It is huge, though. I I think that, I don't know, it feels like more than 4,000 people would fit in it, but... I don't know if that'd be enough bathrooms for everybody if there was more than 4,000. Or that's just... As many as allowed by the firemen and shit or whatever. whatever yeah, tell you to I, do. yeah, I'm not sure where they got that number from because there was 1,500 or I don't know, somewhere between 1,500 and 2,500 people there the day that it opened and it wasn't half full, it didn't look like. Hmm. Not to me, but. Yeah, well, that's dope. Yeah, hella big shows and shit, but uh. Are you originally from the QC yourself? No, I I'm originally am from Maryville, Tennessee. It's pronounced Merville. If you're from Maryville, you'll know that I'm not lying because I know how to say it right. But, yeah, it's just outside of the Smoky Mountains National Park in eastern Tennessee between there and Knoxville. But I only lived there till I was eight. So I got to live in that backwards paradise for eight years and then i moved to chattanooga for nine months and then moved to sherrard illinois which is just south of the quad cities about half hour so i've been in the area for a long time and you said you uh you were told you should do comedy in college yeah and did you say you started in college as well or no you started later I was told in college, like, everybody's like, you should do this. Like, you like it. You like watching the comedy, and you're super funny. Do it. And I'm like, well, I'm too shy still, so I'm not going to. And then I got in a, I took a semester off college when right before I was going to be done with college and got in a car accident and, like, kind of went crazy, 
because I was just like cooped up for so long, like didn't really have, it's just before you could get on the internet and like communicate with people easily if you yeah. were like confined to a bed for eight months. Oh, Jesus. So, Man, was it real bad and shit? Yeah, yeah, I busted. I got in a car accident and then I, yeah, it's a long story, but I got in three car accidents in one night in the same car what? in two different locations. And I wasn't driving. I was a passenger. Uh, but I broke my spine. Like, I smashed one of my vertebrae. Jesus. My, I think the T11 and T9 vertebrae, like, smashed the T10 vertebrae, so it broke into a bunch of pieces. Damn. And they just had to take it, cut it out and take it out. And then put, they cut a piece of my pelvic bone out. And... They carved that into the shape of a vertebrae and then put that in there and like screwed it together and stuff. But it sucked because I had to have this brace on for like almost a year, but it doesn't really hurt or anything now, though. I can still do whatever. Yeah, well, that's good. How the fuck do you get into three car accidents in the same way? Well, my friend at the time had been drinking and I didn't understand how much he had been drinking because apparently he was going on a bender. So when I was at the bar with my other friends, like, oh, I'll just get a ride home from this dude because he gives me rides home from this bar all the time. And it's like way out of your way to take me home, but it's like kind of on his way home. Mm -hmm. So I just like, they're like, oh, okay. And then, fuck, dude was, like, really drunk, but I was like, well, fuck it. Like, <laughs> people drink and drive all the time. Nobody dies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he fell asleep at the wheel on the way home or passed out drunk at the wheel on the way home because it was really foggy, so he was squinting and his eyes closed, and he just, like... So, like, I grabbed the steering wheel because we were about to go straight on this because we're on a straightaway when he fell asleep and then we started to go around this turn and he wasn't turning the wheel because he was asleep so I started to guide it around the turn and that woke him up and he like jerked the wheel and we went into the ditch Damn. smashed his car up pretty good I don't remember anything that happened after that but apparently we, he did, apparently we decided that it was okay for him to drive, continue to drive his car so he wouldn't get a DUI. And so we were driving to my house, or we were driving to his house, which apparently, and we decided to turn around because the car wasn't going to make it to his house. We were just going to take it to my house. So instead of turning around in the circle driveway that we both knew was right next to where we were at, he decides to whip a U-turn in the process of whipping the U-turn, the car stalls broadside in the middle of the road. Yeah. And as, as I said, it was super foggy. So we see like car headlights and the guy that's driving gets out of the car and like runs into the ditch. I can't get out of the car for some reason. And the car just like slams into the oh, car geez. and like I had my seatbelt off. So like I'd flown in, I flew into the back of the 
back of the car and then another car came from the other like they thought i was dead after that Jeez. like i was non-responsive at that point and then another car came from the other way and hit that accident and they had to cut me out with the jaws of life and everything god damn yeah that's fucking intense and i woke up like the next thing i remember i was in the hospital like a week later how long has it been since the accident well, let's see I think it was in 2000 and two. It was in 2002, right after. <laughs> we were still drinking because of 9-11 at that point. <laughs> right. And, yeah, it was April of, uh, yeah, it was around uh, April 14th. That's my birthday. Oh, shit. Is that, is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> It's not Friday the 13th, but it was mm. Saturday the 14th. Or it was Saturday. I think it was Friday the 14th. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. That would be crazy. <laughs> it might have been Saturday the 14th. I don't know. I don't remember. I was in a horrible car accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. But that's good you say you don't have much, like, really, like, any problems now. No. Except I can't tell anybody if I want them to give me a job because like insurance company will be like, no, nah, we're not giving you insurance. Oh yeah, cripple. <laughs> I had worked in a factory for five years. I can do it. Yeah right. <laughs> now and when when did you uh, move to the QC then? Mm, in nineteen eighty nine. Nice. So it's been a long time. And so when would you say you really started? performing comedy 2000 and I'm gonna say 2005 at the ping at the preliminary round of penguins last comic standing competition in Bettendorf in the well I guess it's where maybe yeah, in the Isle of Capri, back when we were in the Penguins and it was in the Isle of Capri mm -hmm. in Bettendorf. And I tried out stand up for the first time and I was in the competition because like I was there's like, well, there's competition and I you gotta pay three dollars if you wanna do comedy. I'm like, well, all right. And I finished fourth, so I apparently did pretty good for my first time, even though yeah, I, did, I didn't like a lot of people talk about like, oh, yeah, like the first time you do comedy, it's like you got all the jokes you've been writing your whole life. Like I had nothing. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm just a funny dude. I'll yeah. stand up here and talk and it'll be funny. And it's pretty funny. Like I didn't bomb. I bombed since then. I know what a bombing is. I did pretty good my first time. but Yeah, that ain't bad. And then I would just go to penguins once a month when they had the stand-up because that was the only chance you had to do stand-up in the quad cities for years and years yeah 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 and that place isn't around anymore is it no yeah they did not want to pay taxes <laughs> and the city was like you're not going to be a business anymore right man uh so, when yeah. did they close down say they closed down like 2000 
2015, maybe? Okay, yeah. Seems like it's been a while, but maybe. So, but by then, there were other places that were doing comedy by then, at least. Yeah. Because they well, were an actual comedy club, weren't they? I believe that there was a time after they closed the... I don't know. There might have been a time after they closed the one in Bettendorf before the one in Davenport opened. And... I don't know. Maybe it was well before that that it closed. It's been a while. How long has the <laughs> farmer's market been there in the, I have no in the idea. freight house? I'm so uneducated. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in any event, them closing was like the best thing to happen because everybody started their own open mic, and then you could go and do stand-up like three or four times a week, different places. I, I went... I did stand up at three places on a Wednesday night once around that time because nice. there's three different open mics that I could hit up. Hell yeah. That's pretty dope. Now, since you've started doing it here, comedy and everything, have what changes have you noticed between when you started it versus now? Uh, I don't know. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Like, it's... When I started, it was a group of people, and about two or three years into me doing it, most of those people went away, and a new group of people came in, and it's pretty much been that way for a while. Like, there hasn't, I haven't seen any, there's been a couple of new people that are like, okay, yeah, you could potentially be a good comedian like you have good stage presence you just need to write some funnier jokes and then you'll be good but I've only seen them I don't know I shouldn't even speak on the scene now because I'm not there often enough <laughs> like I'm hoping to make it to Andrew King's show at Boozy's tonight Thursday night Thursday night Boozy's Monday night is the Broken Saddle and Moline, and Wednesday, yeah, I think that there's something in Cedar Rapids on Wednesday. I've only been to Cedar Rapids to do comedy twice, I want to say, and yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, that's such a drive. Yeah. Do you travel outside the QC much to perform? No. No? Not really. Like, I enjoy doing that. I've thought about, like, when I do travel out to QC to perform, like, it's great. I usually get, like, a, the best response from people outside the Quad Cities because it's all people that have never seen me before. Mm -hmm. And I can be startling doing comedy, <laughs> where yelling without the microphone louder than you could yell into the microphone. Yeah. And, but people love it. Like, I went to, uh, what was it? Lost Nation, Iowa. It's a little small, small town in Iowa. It's because somebody knew somebody that owned a bar there, and they're like, we'll give you money to do stand. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. I'm there. <laughs> and I just, I got, I happened to be, announcing a show at Codfish Hollow Barn the previous night 
And so I just went to like some state parks that were between there and Lost Nation and then showed up. And, but I was like a couple hours early. So I just drove around the town and like went to this little park that they had there and just found all like the ridiculous stuff about their town <laughs> and then told it to them. And <laughs> they, I think I'm mayor now. Like the oh, mayor, yeah. the mayor was there. I was everyone like, was kept there. getting it, give making everyone give the mayor a round of applause because I was talking about the government. <laughs> I said uh, I saw on the way into town. This is a dare community, which means that uh, you're probably on drugs. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the dare program was a program where the federal government paid police to come into schools and tell children about drugs that they never would have heard about otherwise in their small town. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a weird thing, fucking dare. Yeah. But, but yeah, they loved it. Yeah, so you're mayor now. I'm mayor of Lost Nation now. That's great. Um... Muscatine is a great place to do comedy, weirdly. Like, you know, I don't think of Muscatine as being like a place where there's lots of great performances or anything, or like anything to do, but as far as like live entertainment wise, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm wrong about that. So, my apologies to anyone. I know Closet Witch is from the band. Closet Witches from Muscatine, so I know that they've probably performed in Muscatine, but I don't know. People just seem like they were dying for entertainment, though. I just yeah, do the yeah. same thing that gets glassy stares in the Quad Cities down there, and people are wanting to have their picture taken with you after the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a weird thing. I mean, because you'll hear about people that live here in the QC, they'll well, there's nothing to do. <laughs> like, if people that don't know shit. Like, there's always plenty of shit going on. It's like, it's like there's shit to do. It just costs a small amount of money, and you don't have any. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me there's nothing to do. There's something to... You can go to a show every night of the week in the Quad Cities for under $20. Oh, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. And all kinds of different shit going on, like, a lot of the time. Like, But... But yeah, like you said, you can just get the glassy eyes stare sometimes. Well, the Quad Cities has a reputation. When I started doing comedy here, it had a reputation. Like, I've listened to comedy podcasts and heard, like, Bill Burr especially just say, like, yeah, the Quad Cities is, like, the most depressing place in the world (laughs) to do comedy. I don't know. It's just hard to get people to laugh here, I guess. Hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe I was born in the darkness of the quad cities and i if i go anywhere else i'm just gonna murder because it's so funny i just didn't realize it because shit you're gonna have to go on tour now <laughs> yeah well after that trip to lost nation i was thinking about this like all right i was got 99 counties 99 day tour one <laughs> show in every county in iowa and i just drive around and go and check out the town you just beforehand yeah. <laughs> figure out like okay it's a, t- it's a small town in iowa there's going to be some real fucked up stuff that i can ask qu- people questions about <laughs> get everybody involved definitely yeah you just go like repeat their town history to them and talk shit to yeah. them that's it well lost nation is like 
nobody's exactly sure why it's called Lost Nation. Really? Like, there's a Lost Nation, there was a Lost Nation brand wheat from back around that time and it's possible that that's where the field was that's yeah <laughs> like that's where the processing plant the lost nation wheat company was and huh. a couple of houses for the workers around it just ended up being called lost nation shit all right but, yeah i believe i don't it. know the people there didn't seem to i don't know the people there were all saying something else but i'm like no no. My <laughs> girlfriend researches stuff like this for a living. She researched this. She couldn't find anything but like two articles in the whole library system of America. <laughs> what were the people there saying? I don't I don't know. I don't remember. Like, this out of town like, you don't shut know. Up. <laughs> shut up, stupid. <laughs> you stupid islands. <laughs> you fucking live in Lost Nation. Don't tell me you're not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh shit. Yeah, but um, uh, so what are you gonna be doing in the future as far as comedy and like announcing? You plan to do that a lot? I plan to keep announcing as long as I can provide for myself by doing right. something else. Definitely. Uh, the last couple summers I've taken basically the whole summer off to work on a river cruise boat in the kitchen. Really. Which is, I don't know, it's fun. It's not like anything difficult. And you get to sit on a river cruise like three hours a day, like out on the, just watch the river go by and stuff. It's really relaxing and fun. Yeah. But <clears throat> I cannot make it back to the Raccoon Motel in time to announce the show on the days that I'm in Leclerc and the days that I'm in Dubuque. I do have time to go to Codfish Hollow and announce shows there, but I, there's no way I could get back to the Quad Cities. Right. And there's a lot of shows this summer that I want to announce because I'll get to see the show for free and I'll get to meet the artists. And Fuck yeah. It's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, that's dope. Now you said you're working on the boat on, during the whole summer? Yeah. Does that mean you're like on the boat the whole time? No, I'm not on the boat the whole time. I'm on the boat for 8 to 12 hours a day. So there's not a lot of time to do a whole lot else. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. See if they give me a big enough raise to keep working on the boat. <laughs> right, right. You could just start doing comedy on the boat and then... <laughs> Yeah, bring the, shows to the boat. Boat shows. The clientele of the Twilight River Cruise on which I work, uh, Leclerc, Iowa, is the oldest group of people you're going to meet outside of a nursing home. Like, I think like there's like nursing home field trips that go oh, on man. the boat or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, it's a tour group." And like, yeah, it seems like somebody got a bunch of people in their nursing home to go on a river cruise so they could go on it for free by being the guide yeah and yeah the average age of some of those cruises is probably 75 years old yeah, yeah. it's like a lot of people are like i can't i want to be outside but all i can do is sit yeah. <laughs> like well let's put you on a boat and you'll be able to see different stuff They'll love it. It's like you're yeah. old. You'll feel like your grandparents 
back in the 1800s we'll or whatever. You, we'll feed you some good food. Yeah. Oh, like there's two snacks and three meals per 12 hours. So, like you said, very relaxing. Yeah. Do you have to be in a relaxed mood or like an aggressive mood to do comedy? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I feel like aggressive mood is better. You don't want to be, can't be too relaxed because then people like the audience will turn on you for. I don't know, especially if somebody yells something out or something. <laughs> it's like, ew. You got to be in control of the room kind of to a degree if it's going to go good, yeah. I guess. If you don't care if it goes well, you can be as relaxed as you want. Yeah. I know you say you're working, but like if you're just like on the boat the whole time, just like hanging out, chilling, then you come off the boat trying to do comedy, it's like, ah, I'm too relaxed, you guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the boat is the head chef in the kitchen that I work in loves to listen to true crime podcasts. And so like... I don't know. I'm like an expert on like horror films and true crime and serial killers now, even though I did not have an interest in that really before. <laughs> Against my will. I Against know my will. Things. Like, oh, guess I'll go to the horror trivia night because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do good, but I don't want to hear about all this stuff again. No, yeah, you can bring that shit up in your act. Talk about. <laughs> true crime or some shit yeah no i have you ever heard the last podcast on the left i've heard of it but i don't think i've ever heard any episodes uh, i don't know it's disturbing and funny at the same time which dis that combination disturbs me because it's like oh yeah this stuff makes me fucking sick to my stomach but then now you're making me laugh like i feel like you're just disintis i'm getting desensitized to violence and all this horrible stuff because you're making fun of it and yeah, I don't yeah. know. occasionally it is funny but I don't know is that how they do it all the time on their podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty disturbing I'll we'll have to check it out I'll have to see <laughs> yeah and it's like it seems like it's informative too but then like I heard they had a, some serial killer or something that happened where I had actually heard about this before knew stuff about it and then I'm like no oh, yeah okay i see where you're going with this you did not lie but you really led me to believe some stuff that was not true <laughs> <laughs> so. hell yeah um yeah do you think you will tour or like even if you like ever able to like take a if you just take like vacations for yourself you just start hitting up open mics like oh, like other states or something i'll never go on vacation again probably <laughs> never again in my life <laughs> well, you could... not for another eight years and then maybe I, when I don't have to pay child support. Well, now you just have, like, boat cooking experience. You hop on any old boat and <laughs> take me down. Maybe. I don't know. I like, some hey, I got my sea legs. Yeah. Let me on here. <laughs> or if you're <laughs> being, like, a cruise ship comedian or some shit like that. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. People say that, like, oh, it's horrible. But it's, like, for the money, I guess, right? Or but I'm, like. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds it's horrible. Like I hear like famous people saying it's horrible because they get paid more money to do other things now. But I don't know. It seems like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. Like yeah, you have to be on a bunch of people in on a boat with a bunch of people that want to be on a cruise ship rather than spend their vacation money some other way, which makes them weird, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Bill Burr had a joke about like, yeah, we just need to start sinking cruise ships. Yeah. It's like not gonna, it's not gonna very, lose very anybody important. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather just go. I don't know. I'd take if I was like had that kind of money, I'd take a cruise to my next vacation spot. <laughs> so I'd take. Yeah. I'm not going to take a plane to Europe. Yeah, that kind of money, I'd be like fucking backpacking across Europe for the year. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there's, well, I'd there's rather... plenty of money to backpack <laughs> all year. <laughs> like I'm doing this. Yeah, I'd rather go like, like tour some actual shit, go see some things. I mean, cruise ship would be nice if you're just trying to only relax. If you just want to get a tan and eat from a buffet constantly and get drunk, I think that's what, that's the demographic. Especially if you want like, like vacation outside of America, it's like, I can't do a cruise ship. I want to get away from these fucking Americans. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just surrounded by them. Just fat as fuck. (laughs) Just fucking sitting there disgusting <laughs> I don't know I don't think I would ever pay to ride on a cruise but I would do comedy on one yeah, in exchange for riding on the boat for free and some money yeah yeah I had one of my friends one time he was like I'm gonna go on a cruise I was like what no <laughs> I'm gonna go on, on a man. cruise a cruise fuck take a trip on a train you can go fucking anywhere on a train fly yeah. somewhere and take a trip on a train that's cool they don't have any in this country. <laughs> like the kind of shit they have to do on a cruise ship might be fun, but it's like I would just just go to an amusement park or something if that you're looking for like just some fun bullshit. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> amusement parks are all right if you're not as tall as I am. It's kind of hard to ride in a lot of those rides, roller break coasters. The height, like. <laughs> Yeah, You're over the limit? Uh, I'm not over the limit. I just cramped into it's the... It's too uncomfortable. It's like, ah, the fiberglass from this. <laughs> when you go through... Roller coaster like... pod is slicing into the tops of my knees. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. You got to wear, like, padded clothes. The, but... I don't know. I think it's called the Thunderbolt at uh, Six Flags and near in Evanston or wherever it's at. Yeah. Up by Chicago. Sliced open the tops of my Jesus. legs. The first ride I went on is like, <laughs> ah. what the fuck? Now I can't walk. <laughs> and they want to ride on a roller coaster. And then, like, when you're going through like low areas or like tunnels, you just kind of nervous, like it might take your head off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that they plan you, that. You can't out put well your arms enough. up though if you're too big, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> fucking, not gonna... I'm gonna go to Six Flags and lose some hands. I'll be <laughs> eating caviar with my hooks. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna risk it. <laughs> I don't know if I should risk that. No. Yeah. And I need my hands to masturbate. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You'd have For to. For no other reason. I know. If you had no hands, you think, you'd, you'd, you'd think you could buy with your feet? I think I'd get a fleshlight attachment for my stump. There you go. Now you're it'll be better. Maybe. Maybe I will get my hands lopped off by a ride. You know what? I don't know. Come I don't to know. Think of it. Those amusement parks still doing good business. <laughs> yeah. And we got a lot of money still. <laughs> but uh see so you do a lot of improv in your comedy, just kinda of talking and stuff. I don't know. I try not to, but I don't know. If I see something funny, like especially if it's on the stage or like something that everybody had to walk past on the way to the room, like I always make fun of that. It's like all right, listen here, idiots. I can be funny when it's all something that you know about, so listen up for the right. rest of the stuff. But I don't know. I need to write more, I guess. I'm not one that typically writes a lot of my stuff down, but 
I don't know. Yeah, the problem is like like when I come up with like ideas for anything, it's like I need to just write it down. Then it's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll write yeah, that down. I used remember to remember. <laughs> I used to be able to remember to. things as a problem. <laughs> now I know that I can't remember anything. So see, I forget that I forget things oh no, see no i've conditioned myself and now like don't yeah. try to remember anything don't. for even a small amount of time especially if it's only a small amount of time oh, geez, yeah it's like i don't know probably have alzheimer's or something already it'll make you a better comedian honestly if i have alzheimer's uh, well i mean or just dementia or some shit just take hold of your illness and yes when i'm screaming in a pile <laughs> of my own feces and urine <laughs> At the audience, asking them to help me because I don't understand where I'm at. That's not, I don't know. It, it'll get laughs, I guess. Like, we thought it was part of an act. We didn't know we were <laughs> we laughing at a real sick person. Yeah. We didn't know it wasn't PC anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, you think you'll want to keep at comedy for, like, a long time? Oh, I imagine that if there's a stage where I'm near where I'm at and I'm not doing anything else, I'll be there. Hell yeah. I still like doing it. I need to come up with some fresh jokes. I'm like sick of telling the jokes that I've been telling for a while. Like when I haven't been going, like, I don't know. I just don't go about my process the right way. Like mm -hmm. if I've recorded every set that I've ever done and like could go back and watch all of it and like, oh, it's like this is good here, this is good here. And oh, I did that tag that was really good. Like, I'd have a couple hours of comedy, probably, but a lot of it's just in the ether now. Mm -hmm. Like, I do have, I don't know, I have taped some sets and stuff, but not nearly a fraction of what I should have. Mm -hmm. You see, you try and write a little bit, you just want to do it more, try to write more. Yeah, I just like I wrote some stuff the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. Because when you write it down, you can like, okay, this is the punchline. So this word here at the end has to be a funny word. <laughs> Can't be ending with a conjunction or anything. It has to be flapjack or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was wondering because like when you write, do you have to like be in a certain mood or zone or like do oh, something yeah. specific i have just... to be in a certain mood to do about anything <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like sometimes it'll i don't know a lot of times it'll just come to you when you're on stage mm. you just gotta remember to write it down afterward but it's just tape it yeah. i should just get a phone with a where I can put in extra memory and the chip will work on it, mm -hmm. which has not been the case with the last two phones that I've had, so. Goddamn oh. phones. Just carry around an old fucking cassette recorder. <laughs> yeah, well, the phone I have now, <laughs> the one that actually can call people is this one, the old slidey keyboard phone. It's probably more better and reliable than my smartphone. Mine's a piece of shit now. I can't. It has to be on a charger at all times. Basically. Yeah, no. This thing will hold a charge for days, yeah. which is nice. But Mine's dying. It's nobody hard. ever calls me, so don't really matter. <laughs> it's like, okay, I need to have this in case there's an emergency with my child or some emergency with my girlfriend. But other than that, I'm not going to use it probably at all. Right. Like, I forgot to text, or 
I've ran out of texts and I still haven't got around to like buying more text so i just haven't got any text that anybody sent me last uh, week just call me <laughs> i think the captain on the boat is probably calling me or texting me telling me that he wants me to come to work so i should probably call him no i'm thinking that about his fault. that fuck him he has to call <laughs> yeah i'll pick up the phone <laughs> hell yeah but if people want to see more of your stuff where can they find out well like we said you can See him screaming at you, usually like codfish or cracking. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay, the there's the Triple Crown Whiskey Bar in and Raccoon Motel in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, third and Pershing. Third and Pershing. Corner of Third and Pershing. Raccoon Motel. There's shows there most nights of the week. And I try to make it to every show there to announce, but this does not always happen. There's so many shows. Oh, yeah. They're cranking them out now. They are cranking them out. There's four shows a week, like every week, I think. So that's a lot of time spent having fun, which I don't mind, but. Uh, I can't. Sometimes I got to do other things like <laughs> comedy stuff, for instance. Uh, but there's also the fresh, freshly opened Rust Belt in East Moline, Illinois, on River Drive and Seventh Avenue. Yes, yes. It is giant four thousand person. I don't know. It looks like an arena. It's a factory. It's an old factory. Yeah. I worked at an almost identical building in McLaughlin Body Company as a welder making cabs for combines. Mm. And when the smoke machine gets going at the rust belt and I look up, like I can get a flashback of like, oh, this is, <laughs> get that Where out of my I? head. No, no, not again. No, please. <laughs> I'm not back in the hell hole. Um, yeah, but I'll be yelling there. Uh, excited to be yelling Bon Iver coming up in a couple weeks. I think there's still tickets available for that. Uh, I think it's April 9th. I don't know when this comes out. Or do you... Yeah, this will be out before. It'll probably be out next week. So. Uh, yeah. April 9th. April 9th. Sell out that Bon Iver show. Get it doesn't it. come down here ever. So, Except for many years ago when he played at the Huckleberry's Pizza Place yeah. <laughs> to probably 15 people. Um, but there's that, and there's also the world-famous Codfish Hollow Barn in Maquoketa, Iowa that I have the pleasure to be an announcer there as well, and I try to make it to all of those. I missed two of them last year, but there was over 20 shows last year there, so quite a bit more than the year before, and that year had quite a bit more than the year before that, but it's going to be a lot of sleeps coming to play there this summer. Nice. That's sold out immediately. Squirrel How many people up. can fit in there? Uh, I think that they limit the tickets to 650. Like, technically, more people can fit in there, but, like, without adding, like, a... I don't know. I don't... 800 people could potentially fit in the barn, but that's too many. 
yeah, so they yeah. don't <laughs> like eh, yeah it's there's just too many only a couple times have i not been able to announce and then come out the back and walk around to the front of the barn and walk right into the barn but mm-hmm. sometimes it gets too full but it's always a great time there nothing bad can ever happen as long as i'm there so of course yeah i've had many a great day and night and going into the next day there <laughs> yeah right hell yeah that's good shit so yeah check them out screaming at you at the dopest venues around and then catch them at some open mics here and there yeah. just go out go yourself go do some comedy your fucking self too yeah go do it come to an open mic even if uh I'm not there to support some local comedy. There's going to be somebody there that's funny. So Mike is always there in spirit. Yeah, so. I'll be there in spirit, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> Hell yes. Well, thank you for being here, sir. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's oh, fun. Of course. Mobcast number 21. Yeah, this will be released in a week, but actually recorded on the 21st today. Fucking weird. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what day it is. We have no idea. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, goodbye. Until next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.